0: Chapter 7, The Source. Welcome back for session 7 of the Activated Team series. In the last session, we explored how to experience the Spirit's power through prayer-dependent lives of risk. As we begin to notice the identity gaps that we can naturally and authentically minister to in others, and we're learning to listen to the Spirit's love nudges in all moments, we begin to be used by the Spirit in amazing ways to minister to people. It's in these little moments where we find ourselves with new friends who need to be discipled. So our objective today is to learn to practice a pattern of disciple making that's easily done, anchored in God's word and led by the spirit so that we're equipping others with a reproducible model. You'll remember from the last session how we can do nothing apart from God's grace. This is good news we want to need him. He's God. And I find it super comforting to know that he's always working. All I need to do is pay attention. This key point is critical in understanding discipleship. I'll elaborate more on this later. Persons of Peace. Let me start by picking back up from session one on my church's pursuit to reach the community. We had done the hard work of researching and exegeting our congregation in our city and it was clear to our leadership team that our congregation had a real heart for the schools in our town so we began to knock on different school principals doors to see who would be open to our church coming and serving the students and the faculty and parents regularly if I remember right the first two schools got nervous about our interest and said no thanks we were a bit discouraged and confused But then we noticed the crazy story that God was writing. Our leadership team's administrator had ordered some snowboard boots for Christmas, but they never showed up. He called the company to see what had happened. He discovered that the boots had been delivered to a different address down the street. So he walked on down and knocked on the door. It turned out that the boots had been delivered there, and guess who had just moved into that house? The brand new school district superintendent the principal's boss. Our administrator's jaw dropped. He managed to pick it up off the ground and share how our church had been hoping to find a school in town to serve. Long story short, the superintendent sent an email to all the principals in town, requiring them to submit ways in which our church could serve them. Days later, it was the principal of the middle school across the street from our church who responded with the greatest needs. She invited us immediately to begin dreaming with her about how best to serve the school and before long we were there at most lunch hours hosting after school activities tutoring and more today the church has been invited into several schools in the community and plays a critical role in these schools accomplishing what they need to do you might even say the schools in the town would do everything they could to help the church stay open if that were needed for some reason that's a powerful testimony Teachers and students and parents are now coming to the church and giving their lives to Jesus. I share this amazing story of God's grace with you to highlight something we must pay attention to when we think about discipleship. God is going before us and he is preparing people to welcome us, often giving us access to more people and opportunities. Some people are not open, but others are because God is at work in them and they are responding. It's in Luke 10 where we find this idea of what many call persons of peace. You might remember Jesus sends out the 72 in pairs and tells them to look for the person in each town who would welcome them into their home and essentially vouch for them. The principal of our middle school was one of these people. She was spiritually open. She was a gatekeeper. She welcomed us into her micro town of a school and she sponsored us into a relationship with hundreds of people. Because of that, we were able to presence Jesus in an unavoidable way, in a place rarely open to a church. We are looking for spiritually open people. The concept of a person of peace is often thought of as an influential gatekeeper. Gatekeepers aren't necessarily people we would notice on the surface. They aren't always in obvious positions of authority or leadership. We simply get to faithfully look and trust that God will highlight these people to us as they respond to our invitations. One of our first prayers is, Father, as I risk seeking to bless and serve people, who are the ones open to you? Whom are you working in? Let me notice those people who are ready to be invited to more of the journey toward Jesus and those gatekeepers you want to use to unlock opportunities with many more these might be people who are broken and know they need help people desperate for a change maybe hurt by the institution of the church but still drawn to the idea of following jesus who knows that's the fun part we don't but god does and he'll illuminate them to us as we ask him and risk so then What do we do when we find them? Next to initially engaging in spiritual conversations with people like asking them if we can pray for them or offering them a piece of our identity in Christ, this step seems to be the hardest for most of us. It's fairly easy to show up at the middle school and bring breakfast for the teachers or provide tutoring for students who are behind the curve, but inviting them to discover the good news of Jesus is tough for many of us. Sometimes we minister over and over again, regularly, repeatedly, personally, generously, and unconditionally, as a teammate of mine says so well, but we never get to the point. We rest entirely on verses like, always be ready to give an account for the hope that's within you, waiting for them to ask us why we serve them. But I've found that they rarely ask us. Sure, some do once in a while, and hopefully when they do, We have a gospel oriented answer for them but many never ask they don't often tie our love actions to much more than the now secularized platitude of loving your neighbor as yourself as you know true love leads us to risk with the spirit for the sake of their joy in jesus and god's glory so we get to lead them directly to jesus we are the disciple makers And they are ready to be invited. God has prepared their hearts to hear about his good news. All we have to do is invite them to meet him at the source. Value the source more than the method. So, how do we do this? Maybe you're panicking at this point, thinking I'm about to expect you to operate as some next level disciple maker. Don't worry. I'll share something that I hope will remove all your fear around not knowing how to make disciples. I have some good news to share. God's spirit is working ahead of you. And God wrote a book that he knows how to leverage pretty well. What if you didn't have to be a Bible scholar, a discipleship pastor, know any apologetics, or have any verses memorized? What if it was as easy as inviting spiritually open people to read the Bible with you? I'm getting ready to share a method of discipleship with you. But what I want you to take away most from this is not a new tool in your tool belt. I want you to hear an important value. Methods change and adapt, but values remain. I want you to believe that the Word of God, the Bible, is powerful, and it's the source of truth. Hebrews 4.12 reads, For the Word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. The Spirit of God, plus the Word of God, yields transformation. All over the world, non experts and even brand new believers are leading people to read the Bible, and God is doing crazy things. Just through our parent organization alone, more than 250,000 not yet followers of Jesus have found themselves in Discovery Bible Studies, DBS, learning to obey God's Word and share what they're learning with others. And God's transforming their hearts. It's incredible. We tend to think people have to pray the prayer before we invite them into discipleship relationships, but that's not what God is doing in so many corners of our globe. He's using normal lay people, normal followers of Jesus like you, who have love for some other people who don't love Jesus, to engage them lovingly and then invite them to read the Bible together. More than 250,000 in just our network. Imagine you're serving at the middle school, helping in a classroom, and you realize the teacher you're serving is spiritually open. Maybe you mentioned how your family went to church last Sunday, so the teacher said something to you like, Oh, i went to church as a kid but i hated how judgmental people were you get to affirm how true that can be but then ask would you ever want to get together with me after school for coffee and just read together a bit about who jesus actually is as you listen with the lord for what he's doing in people's hearts and then respond with loving invitation they will often respond favorably and the next thing you know you're in my favorite semi-comfy chairs Sip in your favorite beverage of choice and reading the Bible with someone curious to discover who Jesus is. How amazing is that? This can be you. I'd bet your new teacher friend has another friend or two who are also spiritually open and would be interested in getting together with the two of you. And boom, a discovery Bible study is born. The Spirit of God plus the Word of God with a new friend equals the potential for transformation. I can't explain it, but it's how God works. Those words and the work of the Spirit are powerful. Hopefully, you know this for yourself already. It was Jesus in John 16, 13 who said, When the Spirit of truth comes, He will guide you into all the truth. We can trust Him to work through His Word. He doesn't need you to be a teacher to make disciples. In fact, that often gets in His way. Too often, our interpretation of Matthew 28, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you, leaves the true teacher behind. Discovery Bible Study So, I bet your next question is, what do we do when we read it? And how do I read the Bible with someone else, trusting the Spirit to lead? Those are fair questions, especially if we are aware of the various developed methods for studying the Bible. I'm going to give you the process for reading God's Word with someone else in a DBS. But please, remember it's about the values behind it all. The power of His Word coupled with the work of the Spirit. Again, God wrote a book about Himself, and He intends to use it as a primary source for discovering who He is. It's an enormous part of God's method for making disciples. Your new DBS has three basic sections. Connect, Discover, Multiply. Within these sections are questions to help you work with the Spirit to facilitate the learner's discovery process. Number 1. Connect The Connect section begins by inviting people to identify what they're thankful for. This is the beginning of worship. Eventually, participants begin to connect what they are thankful for with whom they should be thankful to. This section also invites participants to reveal how they're interdependent by sharing their concerns and needs. This invites the group to begin acting like a small church before they even choose to follow christ and lastly this section invites a degree of accountability to the commitments they made in the last dbs meeting emphasizing obedience and follow through number one what are you thankful for since the last time we met or what has god been doing in through and around you this can lead to testimony prayer and worship Number two, what are some struggles, needs, or concerns that you or others have? This can lead to intercession and care for one another. Number three, is there any way we can meet those needs or concerns as a group? This can lead to community and ministry to one another. Number four, did you share what you learned last time with anyone? This can lead to evangelism. Number five, How did it go, applying what you learned from last time? This can lead to accountability and obedience to scripture. Second section, discover. In the discover section, the facilitator is not to be the expert. He or she is simply the facilitator of a few key questions. In fact, answering questions often shuts down the curiosity of the group and begins to elevate the facilitator in unhelpful ways when self-discovery is more important for the participants participants begin to look for two key elements in scripture who is god and who are we in response to discovering answers to these questions they are immediately invited to obey god's word by creating i will statements number one read or listen to scripture don't teach this can lead to honoring the authority of god's word Number two, retell the story or passage in your own words. This can lead to understanding God's word. And Number three, discuss. What does this teach us about God? And what does this teach us about people or ourselves? If the discussion seems inconsistent with the passage, ask, where did you see that in this passage? This keeps the focus on scripture as the authority and prevents heretical conclusions. This can lead to a deeper relationship with God and a better understanding of oneself and how to relate to God. Number four, from what you've discovered in this passage, what will you do or how will you practically apply what you learned before we meet again? Another way to ask this with a not yet believer is if you believed this was true, how would your life be different? Seek to have people frame their intentions in an I will statement. This can lead to obeying the word, not just acquiring knowledge of scripture. The third section, multiply. The multiply section promotes evangelism right out the gate. It works to integrate learning with immediately sharing what we've learned with others who need it too. They discover that being a disciple means we make disciples too. Question here is, whom are you going to tell about what you learned this week? Or said differently, Who else needs to hear this? This can lead to evangelism, discipleship, and the replication of new groups. In reading through these questions and supporting notes, can you begin to see how, through DBS, you can help someone far from the Lord one, practice their way into connecting with others, two, discovering true love for the Lord, and three, multiplying what He's doing in them amongst their neighborhoods and networks? Many would suggest that these are the three most basic components of any healthy church. Community, communion, and commission. You get to help people practice their way into being the church. Thousands of these groups exist around the world, led by people just like you, and thousands of small and growing churches have even emerged because of the faithfulness of someone willing to initiate a DBS. The simplicity of this approach may even be the future of church in our society. Do you want to be a part of this future? In our next section, I'm going to invite us to pay attention to the people in our lives who are spiritually open and ready to read the Bible with us. For now, I want you to practice reading the Bible by yourself, utilizing some of the questions from the DBS process in your activated journal. Following that, you'll experience a DBS as an activated team. Your activated team coach will be A great example to you of how to facilitate a study without any particular knowledge or experience. They'll not be given any answers to the test beforehand. Again, this is not about a method. It's about believing a value that says, God's word works alongside his spirit. If we want people to become disciples who make disciples, it's critical that we help them discover more than just pieces of our identities or simply pray for them. Those are significant inroads. But you're on this playground to love God and love others like crazy. At the end of the day, we are not the source of this love. So let's love them toward the true source, God and his word. There, they will discover deep and intimate love, life, and truth. I want to empower you to participate in helping people become fully devoted followers of Jesus, not just lovers or followers of you and me. You are already equipped to lead others to the source. So let's do it. Let's invite spiritually open people to read the Bible with us. How many discovery Bible studies might God want to start through you? Well, may you notice your persons at peace and courageously love them like crazy so that they might be led to the source for their joy and God's glory.